Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. All right, here we are, the Kevin and Philip Project, season three. Back to one. back to back. Yeah. It's more uh, world wars than America's one. <laughs> All right. Well, we might be a little rusty on this one because yes. we're just going to kind of wing it as we go here. We wanted to uh, get a first one in. Um, if you saw our Facebook page, uh, we're going to do another one here in a week or two, try to get one more in before the football season starts and talk a little bit about uh, Big 12 football and talk about the uh, conference realignment and all that kind of stuff that's going on right now. But uh, we're going to save that hopefully for the next one if we can get it in before the football season starts. So, and as football season gets closer, more and more of that will be discussed, and so probably more information out there as we get closer. Yeah, yep. practices just started this week, so Sooner's going to be booed off the field every week. That's every that's road game. That's <laughs> I suppose that's and Texas always has been. So, well, we're going to start out here. We're just going to jump right in. Like I said, we're going to wing this one, so we'll see how it goes. We're going to jump in with a. Uh, I don't know, story of the week, tweet of the week, anything like that. You got anything you want to talk about? Not really a story of the week. I, you know, back whenever we ended season two, the baseball season was just starting, right? It was. Rules were on fire. <laughs> yep. And all you Royals fans, that is absolutely my fault yes, for the comments. Yes, we I bragged, made. and I'm telling you, it's kind of gone downhill since then. Now, thank God they didn't trade. Uh, you know, Salvi didn't trade. I didn't trade. Um, Whit. Uh, yeah, Merrifield. Whit Merrifield. Um, yep. But did send Duffy off to the Dodgers and yep. was hurt the very next week. Yeah. So, yep. so they've uh, they've they've lost. And, uh, uh, but so, they did bring back some of the guys Solaire from the fifteen and yep, started tearing it up pretty much as soon the as the day he left. left so. Yeah. <laughs> so last weekend they had the Cardinals, and today, tomorrow, and Wednesday they got or yeah, tomorrow they've got the Yankees yep. in town, which to me is a weird day of the week to have the Yankees. I know they got to play sometime, right. but. You'd think they'd try to get that one over the weekend you would, and get a you little more hope, people there. But, but. but they had the Cardinals last weekend, so that made it uh, – I haven't been up to a Royals game this year, have you? I have not been up to a Royals game this year. went to a Cubs game. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, no, I haven't been to a Royals game. But, anyway, so. you've got a story of the week well, or a tweet of the a, week. I, I do kind of have a story of the week, and there's not much to this story. I just saw this, and I. it was one of those when you see the headline, you have to click on it to go see what this is all about. And it was pretty funny. I won't get into it too much. You can go check it out. But I I saw a deal on Yahoo the other day that apparently in Russia, there is a lady that's suing McDonald's because an advertisement featuring cheeseburgers and chicken, chicken nuggets that she saw caused her to break her fast during Lent. <laughs> the advertisement was too good she couldn't resist going and get a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets after she good saw for McDonald's. that so i guess uh i guess their advertising department should get a pat on the back for that one. i would think so because have you seen some budweiser commercials during lent <laughs> guys can live through that then they can live through anything 
Yeah, no, that was I just saw that. I thought that was pretty funny the other day, and uh, I thought I'd mention that. that. So we can I can post a link on our on our Facebook page if you want to go read the full article. But that's pretty much the gist. Isn't of it, it something? So. Russia's uh, the soon to be the new America. We'll sue for anything. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, let's let's jump into one other thing real quick before I go back to uh, the Biden town hall meeting that that happened a few weeks ago. So <laughs> since we're talking about Russia, do you get into the Olympics at all? Very little. I don't know why I didn't watch it very much this year. I was, I, I like the, uh, now this is weird, but the baseball side of it was pretty cool. The Japanese team has died to win a gold and basically being playing in Tokyo, the most important thing they wanted was a gold in baseball, believe right. it or not. Right. And now they do play against a fairly ragtag American team in the gold medal round, which, but it was still full of minor leaguers, guys like Bubba, you Bubba know, Starling, Bubba yeah. Starling was yep. there. Um, some ex big leaguers, not any real big leaguers. Now they, yeah. they a lot quit. of them have spent time in the majors, yeah, in the but big leagues. not or, or long time minor long. league guys. Yep. But the uh, the Japanese professional baseball league quit baseball for the correct. last three yeah. weeks. Yeah, so they brought teams, their best. That's correct. They're in in Japan. They take their players that they're going to make yep. on the team. They stop baseball completely. And put that team together so they can go out and practice and do everything. And together. they are good. So, yes. When you watch, you know, it's the most interesting thing is America lives on hundred mile an hour fastballs. Did you watch any of the Olympic I, games? I didn't watch any of the baseball. I watched a lot of the Olympics. They, I, I saw them, but I didn't. The, I didn't watch the, any. The baseball pitchers eat us alive throwing eighty five mile an hour curveballs that broke three foot. Real yep. pitchers, not just overpower guys, which is fun to watch. Yep. Guys that know how to pitch. But uh, and then I locked, I watched a little bit of Simone Biles and her kind of the drama that went through her whole right. deal. Um, she still is the greatest gymnast that probably ever lived. But yep. the way the thing whole whole thing ended up, you might have watched more than I did, so you can kind of go into it. But I, that that's about all I watched was a little bit of that and a little bit of the baseball. Yeah, I really enjoy the Olympics. I mean, I I try to watch as much of them as I can uh, when they do come on the once every four years or so. Um, we watched a lot of the softball, which was the first week. Yeah. Uh, pretty much every game that the United States played, we watched those. They, they ended up taking silver and lost to Japan, which I'm surprised they made it as far as they did because they had a hard time scoring runs. But uh, I just like to watch the people that – I mean, it's not like it used to be. They do get paid. They get paid for medals. Right. So it's not purely amateurs like it used to be. No. But I still enjoy watching it, uh, watch a lot of the track and field. But what I like to watch is some of those random sports that you like. <laughs> synchronized swimming. I, I don't get into synchronized <laughs> swimming or rhythmic gymnastics. I did. The handball is unbelievable. You wouldn't last very long on that, would you? So, no. Those, I, how good those guys yeah. are. Unbelievable. Water polo. I mean, it's amazing how much of that game is underwater versus on yep. top of the water when you when you see those cameras underneath there. But, it's not uh, like mine and your pool either. That's no ten eleven yeah, foot deep pool. You're treading the whole you're treading time. the whole yeah. time. So we could play in my pool. It's only a six footer. So I watched a lot of the swimming, a lot of the diving. I watched. There was one thing I didn't watch the whole thing. It's called marathon swimming. I don't know how far they swam. I didn't watch it very long. But when I was watching, they had been swimming over 45 minutes, and they were just getting to the halfway point. Good so, Lord. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fun to watch some of those other sports. That now, what minute popular. would you have drowned? Uh, well, it would have been before 45 guarantee, if Hey, 15 minutes in, they had been. I would be praying for a tugboat. I, I thought about this subject when you brought up Russia because there's two things that really bothered me. So 
as you probably know or probably have heard, Russia was banned from the Olympics for doping. Right. Okay. They Russia was not going to be allowed to compete in any Olympics. I, I believe it was winter as well for that. But this next round. But then, what? It, what do you know? There's Russians in the Olympics. So what they did was they formed this. Re, Rush. I don't remember what it was like. Russian Republic Olympic, of Russia. Republic. I don't know something yeah. Olympic. It was committee. all the Czechias brought back together. Well, all they had to do all is basically Russians. All they had to do was they couldn't display the Russian flag, and they wouldn't play the Russian national anthem if they won a gold medal. Huh. They couldn't refer to them as being Russian. But outside of that, they were, were Russian Russians. athletes. So <laughs> it was interesting. I was I was doing some digging into that and. There was some during swimming. There was uh, one of the United States uh, swimmers started it and started making comments about doping in the sport and Russians shouldn't be in there and all that kind of stuff. Um, there was an investigation right before this Olympics with Russia again on doping and tampering with evidence, and they're they're all sponsored by the government and all that kind of stuff. So the government's involved in this. Um. There is a the World Anti-Doping Agency did an investigation found hundreds of cases of suspected PED use and at least 145 of them athletes couldn't be convicted because Russia had either deleted or altered accounts. Hmm. They were forced none of them were forced to prove that they were clean before these Olympics. So <laughs> even not being Russian, but you know they're from Russia, they weren't they weren't it was ridiculous that they were even com- competing. And then they had a uh, uh, one of their athletes tore his Achilles three months ago. But three months back. ago, he's back. Led his team to gold in the men's team gymnastics finals. Huh? Tough. Tough as a. <laughs> so I'm, kinda, pretty, I'm sure that an athlete from a country it? that's not supposed to be yeah. competing due to a widespread doping scandal rehabbed a torn Achilles, perfectly legal in three months and was able to compete well since our last podcast i think in the, it was in the preakness where the horse was uh oh doped yeah, up the one yeah, yep. yeah and uh um that's the same deal i guess you yeah. juice them up right before we get rolling <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. america did lead in the medals count they at did the end and they of pulled it. out the gold significantly count at the end. yeah uh, well, not significantly. I think China and um, Japan were right there behind us on the Olympic count. But uh, like I said, Japan Japan won a lot of stuff, and thankfully they're at home. Good for them. Because I, I feel like they really got screwed in these Olympics as far as yeah. you build all these millions and millions and millions of dollars of things that you're hoping to bring tourists in, and they said empty. Right. Every one of them. So they had to have, you know. You think in Atlanta when it was in Atlanta, when it was in Los Angeles, and whenever we had the the Winter Olympics up in uh, Salt Lake City in that area, they built all those really cool things that we're still using today. But they were trying to make their money back in a short period right. of time. To, so Tokyo got screwed on that. Deal. There was a lot of sponsors that were upset that were doing a lot of advertising locally and doing some things, yep. and then obviously didn't have the didn't spectators have, come and, yep, and no crowds. So, yeah. The uh, I'm sure that they're still masked up and over there, and particularly I think in the Olympic Village, they had said that the there was quite a bit of COVID that went through there. Yep. And of course, we don't want to get right on COVID right away, but but it it was uh, it was brought in there from all over the world, so right. you know there was going to be some mixture of it. And we had some some of our best athletes got sent home, and I'm sure a lot of others did too. Yep. 
Well, hey, before we get into uh, some of our other topics we're going to discuss, this uh, this is something I started to do towards the end of, of the podcast last season, and it seemed to be pretty popular. A lot of people had good laughs and made comments about it, so I started playing some Biden clips every week uh, that uh, that I'd come across, and uh, so I got another one here that uh, <laughs> this was actually from a town hall meeting. I think it was about a month ago or so. Uh, why they let Joe Biden go on live TV and ad lib is absolutely asinine to me if you're a, a Joe Biden supporter. But uh, I'll just play this clip for you so you can hear it. It's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you... Uh, um, are why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is in fact uh, um, uh, is it's going to be uh, or excuse me we, we we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved but permanently approved <laughs> that's underway too I expect that to occur quickly well that means you mean for the FDA for the FDA yeah. you mean. You mean what? <laughs> <laughs> like he literally mid sentence, his brain just stops working. Yeah, I don't. And that's that's not uncommon. That happens. No, almost weekly in press conferences. Oh yes, it's absolutely. Just, oh yeah, no. I've got just when I yeah, see one can, of these, I save it. I've got so many saved right now for future podcasts. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, and that's just what I have now. So yeah. it's going to continue on. So, yeah, I'd, I was watching part of that town hall meeting, and I stopped watching it. I don't know why they would put him out there like that in front of everybody with no teleprompter and and i mean he struggles with a teleprompter yep. so you know that's not going to end well like that so well hey before we get into politics i don't want to get into politics on season three episode one here no. but uh so what have you been up to since our last podcast in mid-may-ish been uh, well we've both traveling? got better tans don't we we do we've been outside a lot now we've been busy at work that's uh you know there's in Salina, there are lots of jobs. We still are at the point where there's not lots of people looking. Yep. That's, I mean, and that's a struggle everywhere. We were reading just in Salina this week, and it's frustrating to me, and this is off point of what I was, where I'd have been doing this summer, but we've had restaurants in town that have signs up at different shifts and different times. They say, sorry, we're not open today. Right. We, we can't find it. And the, somebody wrote, uh, the new pandemic is uh, employee shortage. Yep. I mean, that's, and it is. It's becoming... And we now here we go. What I did this summer, we just traveled to uh, Boston last week. That's uh, right for Hal's uh, graduation. summer graduation yep. trip to see Billy Joe. Unbelievable! It was raining in the beginning. Is outside, but of course they had him covered. Right, uh, rain wasn't so bad. Of course they're selling. Um, Ponchos, ponchos for outside. Each. Yeah, they're fifty cents before well, the rain, eight dollars after we, we the rain. We paid ten dollars a piece for them. <laughs> walked two blocks away from the stadium, and a guy was selling for two bucks a yep. piece. And I go, that guy, this guy needs to move closer to the stadium. <laughs> He's losing eighty percent every sale. But anyway, we uh, we sat in ponchos and watched probably half of the concert. He literally starts off the concert with like three of his best songs. Right. And I think, oh, my God, because Vienna, you know, is one of my favorite songs. It's the third song of all. Um, but anyway, the whole thing was just unbelievable. Hal told us afterwards, um, he goes, I'm 18 years old. 
I don't know if I'll ever be to a better concert in my life. It's the greatest concert. He had went the night before to Guns N' Roses. I didn't want to go to Guns N' Roses. But I went down to Fenway to see where, how to get there because it would be the same place both nights. Tuesday night was uh, Guns N' Roses. Thursday night. They had a whole series since the Red Sox was away this week. Um, and Zach Brown finished it on Sunday. So the, and during the week, the Backstreet Boys came back. Wow. Um, so every night of the week was somebody really good. Um, but he did Guns N' Roses on Tuesday night. Went whale watching Tuesday morning of last week, and I'm telling you, a week ago right now, I saw eight whales. They said, told us it's the calmest day on the uh, coming out in the ocean. They're only about eight to ten miles out off of the Boston Harbor, and there's a national marine refuge out there, refuge out there, and um, it was so calm that it looked like a pond water. I mean, just glass. All the way, and the lady says, I haven't seen it this calm in over two years. You guys are having an unbelievable day. So on the way out, we see sharks because you can see their fins because, you know, it's so smooth. And she said, we normally never see sharks because any kind of uh, right. ripple all in the water, you won't see it. And then when we got out there, you could just look all around you and see the blowholes of the, of the whales. So we ended up seeing, I think, eight whales, half a dozen sharks and some uh, shark bait, some sea, little sea lions. Um, but it was uh, it was a really neat trip. That was my probably I think the only time all summer that I was on a plane. Um, I know you like food. What was the best place you ate in Boston? Well, problem we've got here with going eating in Boston is my wife pulls up on Google Maps because we didn't really plan ahead, and she just pulls up something in the harbor, you know. So it's uh, just a crab place and I'll take I'll give you the name of it they say they serve over 2,000 people a day so you can just imagine big sign on the door says if you're here to sit and drink go somewhere else because they are they're just dying to serve people food but we ate Alaskan king crab um now I did thought of fried fried seafood but the, the seafood is just unbelievable whenever it's fresh it's unbelievable um but we ate down you know where have you been to Boston I have not Okay, there's right off of the port, right off the, I mean, everything is right there together downtown if you're tur trying to catch a touristy type area. The Old North Church where the original, you know, Boston Massacre, those kind yep. of things happened at. Within a block of there, there's a place called Finio Hall that has a huge amount of outdoor vendors. It's one of the best places to eat. You wouldn't think it. It's just an outdoor food mall, but probably 60 different places that you can choose from. The best seafood that you can yep. eat. Now you can go sit down in a fancy diner and pay hundred, you know, market price. Yeah. And market price sitting right next to the ocean is about fifty percent higher than if you went in town five right. miles. Um, but the food was unbelievable. And I'm gonna tell you what, you know, I've always loved New York. Talked about New York twice now. We've been to Boston. It is night and day difference in cleanliness. The feeling that you're around crime. As in it's cleaner and safer? A thousand Boston. times cleaner in Boston. Boston is completely a clean city. The subway spotless every time we got in it. No matter where we got on the subway, completely spotless. Families in there. I wouldn't take my kids into the subway in New York City right now. It's evidently just a torture hole, whatever. But um, once you go there, you'll see how cities ran right. It's it's just unbelievable how clean the buses were just spotless. We we I did the seven day pass where I could do anything you know right. the subway the buses or anything. Never saw a dirty thing. Nasty people weren't hanging out in the subway. Um, hmm. Now of course now I did stop at the bus stop 
And I don't care where you go in the United yeah. States, the bus stop. There's you gonna yeah. find some <laughs> Yeah. Some wild stuff. But that's my most recent trip for the summer. The truthfully the rest of the summer, and I can kinda get into the what well, I enjoy so much about this, but the uh the lake. I've spent a whole almost every weekend at the lake. Yep. We're just lake people in the summertime and work on our tans and try to get down there three out of four weekends every month. Okay. So I know I've, I only got to see you one time all summer, but I know you spent a lot of time this summer chasing softball. Yep, the usual softball. <laughs> so we had a we had a lot of uh, rain delays this year. I think we signed up for eight tournaments and only had two tournaments maybe that weren't affected by rain. Huh. So one tournament, we went all the way to Kansas City. Yeah. They had canceled uh, – the Friday night game's on Thursday already because of rain. But we went ahead and went Friday. And we were supposed to play at 9 o'clock Saturday morning. Got up. It had rained all day Friday. Got up. Delayed, <laughs> delayed, delayed. Pushed us all the way till about 2.30 that afternoon. We decided to go check out the fields. The lady at the fields told us. You, I told the director that nobody's playing softball here today. Ain't happening just because of the field conditions. But they didn't let us know that. They kept just dragging us along, dragging us along. Where was this at? This was in Kansas City. Okay. So finally, Saturday afternoon, we just we went to the field, saw the condition of it, got tired of waiting, and just said, we forfeit, we're the going home. conditions of just rain? The field, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't because they muddy. weren't taking yeah. care of it. I just, mean, even if they Sunday they got it somewhat playable, it was going to be dangerous. Yeah. So we just said, we forfeit, we're going home. We were risking losing yep. our money, and this was an expensive tournament because they call it Mega State because it's kind of a state tournament between Missouri and Kansas. Um, had a friend from high school whose daughter plays on a Kansas City team, and she texted me that Sunday morning. I was in Dillon's getting groceries here, and she texted me said, you guys made the right move. We had the 8 o'clock game Sunday morning, and they were just trying to get games in so they wouldn't have to refund money. Right. If they could get a few games in, then they were going to – everybody who forfeited like us, which was quite a few teams, was going to lose all their money. Would she, you go back to that tournament next year no, if they did that to you? No. That's what I would be fair to, so, um, scared of. So Sunday she texted me said, you guys made the right decision, and she said that they had the 8 o'clock game, drove all the way up there, warmed up, Fields were in terrible condition, made the girls go out there and play. Within about 15 minutes, they finally pulled the girls off the field for concerns about their safety, made them wait another hour or so, and then called the tournament. So um, I heard that one of the pitchers slipped and fell and broke a wrist, and that was when they decided well, what, to what is the the uh, What's an entry fee look like? On those big it depends on the tournament. And that big tournament, with because now with COVID, they don't yeah. want to handle money because you usually have to pay at the gate. Like the right. tournament you guys came in, right. normally you would have to pay it when you drive into Bill Burke. Yep. But what they started doing is they, they have a gate fee now. So you just pay 250 bucks, and then everybody can get in free, which actually is a good deal. We end up paying that from a team standpoint, but it's a good deal. Especially is that like your total entry line. fee to the tournament? No, that's the okay, gate that's fee. the gate fee. Okay. Right. So smaller tournaments that aren't like a state tournament or whatever, three hundred, maybe three fifty, something like that, plus a gate fee. These bigger tournaments like state or the nationals tournament we played in Wichita, um, those will get into seven, eight hundred dollars for the tournament plus a gate fee. So it really just depends on the tournament and and 
typically how big it is and where it is and what kind of deal. The Oklahoma City one was pretty expensive, and and uh, like I said, we had one in Wichita where we got to spend a. Um, well, I'm trying to think how that tournament went down. We uh, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, we were. I was driving to Wichita to play Thursday. When they postponed everything, we turned around and drove back home. We turned around to McPherson, drove back home. Ended up going back later that evening to play in the dugout, waiting for the umpires. Lightning horn goes off. Short version <laughs> of the story is they canceled the rest of the day. <laughs> so then the next morning, we get Friday morning, we get our, our pool games in. We get a bracket game in. So Friday was fine. Saturday morning, in the dugout, warmed up, ready to go. Starts well, lightning, lightning first. Yeah. Ended up, we ended up spending six hours in the hotel lobby waiting and then ended up driving down to Derby. They moved us to some turf fields and went and they got rid of the loser's brackets. Everybody's lost. Go home. Sorry. You don't get your money back. We're going to play out the winner's bracket. Fortunately, we had won, so we got to play a couple more games. But every tournament this year but two was like if that. I If I won the lottery next week and said I'm going to build three really nice turf softball fields, fully turf softball fields, um, you think I make my money back for too long? And I just I'm not I'm not a city, I'm not I'm just a private individual owns three really nice I'd tell you to do four if you're gonna do three. Yeah. But um I don't know what the cost of those are, but I would say if you ran as a private business, I just probably make your money back. It seems to me like they are just full and packed and everything else. Yep. Not like a casino, but there are people in there all the time. Yep. Bring us your money. Well, we're going to get into that here in a few minutes with Salina and some decisions they've made. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. There's, so, did softball. Okay, this, appreciate. Phil got to go out and watch the girls play one yep. game. Appreciate you guys uh, coming out there. I'll see. Well, don't play in the Salina enough is one of the well, issues. Everybody travels. But, um, I was down in um, Oklahoma and the Blaths, uh, you know, the what's the girls called? Uh, the Webs and the Blaths and all them that play on the older team. Is that the mm-hmm. Nemesis That's team? That's the Nemesis team. Yeah. Okay. They were playing in Tulsa. Yep. Didn't do great. Right. Uh, you know, they said they were some really great that teams was a from big all around. Showcase the, yeah, big tournament, So, yeah. pretty tough tournament for them. But, but Emily was telling me, and you said umpires a minute ago, and it makes me think. <laughs> she said that on some of the games, she goes, the umpires were younger than we were. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder all summer, did you did y'all see struggles with umpires? Did you run into it? I mean, it's the way the employment issues are in the world, umpires do not miss out on this issue. <laughs> they, um, yeah. Uh, the Oklahoma City tournament we played in, we only had one umpire all, on all of the games. We talked to one of the umpires, and he said that first day that they had like eight or nine umpires that just that signed up to work and just didn't show up. Yep. So sounds similar to sounds similar to you everywhere see, you but, go. But um, we had we had uh, no show no calls at the uh, airport in Dallas for not for us but for Jesus. The stewardesses didn't show up, mm-hmm. so they had to re you know you know how tough that yep. is. Try to get two more stewardesses on a flight. Right. Jesus ended up spending twelve hours in Dallas last week. Waiting to get out to Boston, he flew out by himself. He flew Kansas City to Dallas, and then Dallas, and he got to Dallas. I think he had almost a twelve-hour wait to get stewardess because they just no show right. no called. Right. So you tell me that there's a there's not a there's not a occupation out there that is um, being affected by not being right affected yeah. by the way yep. people do each other. Yeah, and I umpires think, are top of the line. I think I think I'm, that was the only tournament we had an issue with that. I mean, we had some issues with some umpires. Um, we had one umpire. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to cuss a little bit here, so I apologize for that. But 
we had an umpire that was a little feisty, a little salty. Um, called our coach a big sissy at one point. And, <laughs> that uh, sounds like a good umpire. Later, <laughs> the next day, the tournament director came oh. over to us, apologized. He had heard about the situation and mentioned to us that that, that <laughs> umpire was not welcome back. He had another incident. Apparently, the umpire was standing behind the catcher during some warm-ups. And I don't – I mean, umpire 101 is – don't stand behind the catcher during warm-ups. Um, I don't know if it's a bad pitch, bad catch, what happened, but the ball ended up hitting this umpire in the side of the face. Yeah. And he turned around. He's a little close, wasn't he? He turned around to the, I don't know, I guess the catcher or pitcher or somebody and, and said, you little bitch, right You're to kidding her. You're me. A, a 14-year-old girl. Oh, my like God. Like, she was trying to do it on purpose. So, yeah, we had that issue, and then we had a we had one. I'll, I'll set the scene for you. I'll, I'll try to go a little slow here, so Duke you, so you can get the uh, <laughs> the whole effect of this. But and it's going to be hard when you can't see my hand signals because that's a big part of this. But uh, we're down by one run. We've got runners on first and second with one out. Girl hits a fly ball behind. Oh, so infield fly rule is in effect. Yeah, girl hits a fly ball. Behind third base, shortstop's running. It's going to be a difficult play anyway. She gets that ball right on the foul line, right on that third base line. It hits her glove. She drops it. Nobody makes a call. We don't know if it's a foul or a fair ball. What do you do if you don't know? Get to running. Yeah, get to running. So we run. Runners advance. The umpire is looking at the girls, and then all of a sudden their coach starts yelling, throw it to second, throw it to second, throw it to second. So the girl picks the ball up, throws it to second, tags our girl out, ball game. Like, what just happened? So apparently he called infield fly. Uh-huh. There's one. Then There's our one runners issue. advanced on their own discretion and was tagged out. Now you can't call an infield fly on a foul ball. Correct. So we don't know if this was a or foul ball yet or not. it's a judgment call yeah. on – it's got to be a, a somewhat easy fly ball for right. the infielders to catch. The whole argument, though, was that when he apparently called infield fly, which nobody heard, by the way, he held both hands in the air like this. What's that mean to you, Phil? Dead ball. Dead ball. Foul ball. So I went over to him after the game. I said some probably not nice things to him. This is the signal for infield fly. This is the signal for foul ball. If you have your hands up in the air like this, that's a foul, which is why our girls were not on the base. They were going back and were yeah, kind of in between yeah. the base when they got tagged. So <laughs> it was an interesting year, but we did have some young What umpires. kind of a year uh, did you have in, at the end? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't what we would normally do for being a second year team. Um, I don't, honestly, I'd have to go look at our record. I mean, yeah. we probably were... Better than 50%. Oh, yeah, yeah. We probably won 75% yeah. of the games. So yeah. we, we placed in well, a couple you're not tournaments. Asher, so we won the tournament good. in Salina. So. <laughs> but no, we, uh, the other thing we did was we just got back from a trip to Chicago. Um, oh, yes. You look like a pretty good trip. So did you drive that? We did drive. Yeah. That, and you know what? You did something that I did years ago that uh, with, I think, with my mom and some of us uh, went to Lincoln's we Springfield. Did. Yep. A lot of fun there. So it took the girls. Made a last-minute change, took the girls to the Arch in St. Louis because they had never been there, and then went and stayed the first night in Springfield, went to the Lincoln Presidential Museum, yeah. his gravesite, all that kind of stuff. Is his there. home site there, too? 
Or it, is... it is it is where he lived when he was a state senator. Okay. It wasn't where he was okay. a kid or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we did that and then drove up into Chicago and spent some days there. Um, I, I got a funny story I'll tell you about the Chicago trip. So we went to a game at Wrigley. Um, the Cubs got their butts handed to them by the Did Reds you stay in downtown Chicago? We did. We rented. We did a VRBO. We did an apartment in a really nice building. Yeah. Um, definitely recommend. It was it was very nice accommodations. Great location. We were half a block from the Red Line, so we could get almost anywhere that we were going in Chicago. If anybody, Lisa, anybody knew that Lisa broke her leg, that was two years ago last week in Chicago. In Chicago, yep. yeah. Yeah, and so we, I got to go to the Cubs game by myself. Well, no, with birthday boy, Jimmy, Jimmy. and Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, happy, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Me and J- Jimmy got us the seats, great seats in Wrigley, and it is fun, isn't it? Yep. You get you right out there on the subway. Yep. To oh, go yeah, to you got to yeah, take the L. Ton, ton L to of the fun. Addison Street exit. You got to yep. do it. So I'll tell you a funny story, though. So w- my daughter and a friend of hers, Macy, went with us, and uh, – they wanted to get some Cubs jerseys. And so first place we went to, which was down on Michigan Avenue, the price was ridiculous. I'm like, I'm not paying that much for a Cubs jersey for you guys. So we go down to Wrigleyville before the game. I said, there'll be plenty of places down Plus, there. you just traded off your entire team. Well, no, so this we was before that. Okay, That's yeah, where you, this story is going. Okay, okay. So, so the girls decide they want Chris Bryant jerseys. Yeah. And so we go into this place. They're about half the price of what we saw before. I said, fine, you guys go find your jerseys. We'll pick them up. So... <laughs> They couldn't find Chris Bryant jerseys. Well, come to find out, the rumor was he was being traded that week. And this yep. was uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and he was going to be traded that weekend. Yeah, by Friday. And so the people yep. at the store were like, yeah, we don't have any Bryant jerseys. We haven't ordered anymore. He's going to be gone. We're not going to be able to get rid of him, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, that's great. So uh, Macy ends up buying an Anthony Rizzo jersey. Oh my and Morgan God. ends up buying a Javier Baez jersey. <laughs> that weekend, Everybody's all gone. three of them were traded. So I'm telling you, if you were a Cubs fan, what they what year did they win the World Series? Is that 17 or 18? I would have guessed 17. Okay, yeah, somewhere in there. At that time, these guys are young. Now that means they're still young, right? Yeah, they're only going to yeah, be oh, say, yeah mid mid twenties, probably yeah. right in their prime. Yeah. So and and at the time, you just said. We got a dynasty on our hands here. The Cubs yeah. could be great for years. Chris Bryant's awesome. Rizzo's awesome. Baez is great. Um, can you imagine having a team that you trade away your entire core of yeah. your team? I'd, I've never seen anybody do that in one, well, one once, once swift Once we got trade. back and this all happened, I kept saying, hey, if you have any Cubs fans as friends, you should call and check on them because yeah. they're not doing well. They're not right Cubs now. fans. <laughs> yeah, you're, now their first baseman I think is number eighty-seven, and their third baseman's yep. number sixty-four. So the, <laughs> the 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 few things I would say about Chicago, I, I would say, and it was kind of nice. Normally, when we go to Chicago, Kelly runs the marathon, so we've got yep. a plan around a run, hydration, what to eat, getting to bed, you know, all those kind of things. No, so didn't have to do that. Right, this time was kind of nice, but uh, I would say. If you've never been to the Shedd Aquarium and you have kids, take them to that aquarium. It was absolutely amazing. We only ended up spending about four and a half hours there because we already had something planned that afternoon we mm-hmm. couldn't get out of. If we had not done that, we probably would have spent all day there. Like, it was a really, really cool, the best aquarium I've personally ever been to. Huh. 
I'd never even heard of it. Yeah, it sits right on Lake Michigan, right by um, right by uh, I don't know which park it is, Grant Parkling. I don't remember which park it was. Did you do the float the river? I mean, take the boat up the river or anything we did not, like that? No. Have so, you ever done that? Uh, not Chicago. Me and Jimmy did and set a record. They said that no one had uh, Jimmy set the record, not me. No one had drank more beers than him on on one <laughs> trip through <laughs> down the river. We did, so he did great. We did a of course segue he was only fifty one back then. Yeah, we did a Segway tour. And I would also recommend that. That was was, a lot of fun. It took about 10 minutes to get used to learning how to ride a Segway. We enjoyed the Segway so much, we looked at buying one when we got home. But then we saw the price tag on the nicer (laughs) ones and decided that was a waste of money. But um, that was a really cool way to go to some of the tourist areas, Grant Park, Buckingham Fountain, you know, all that kind of all that kind of stuff and see it. Um, We were a little challenged in the fact that Lollapalooza was being set Mm -hmm. up there. And that's multiple stays throughout all these parks. And so we had to navigate around some entrances being closed and some carts and stuff. But uh, I want to go back to Chicago because um, the guys that uh, Jimmy's friends, um, Levitt, um, Stuart. Oh, Stuart, Susan? Susan. Some some of those guys say that they love it, say they like it more than New York. And we, the the first time me and Lisa ever went, she broke her leg on the second day. Well, right. the first day we were there. So I really didn't get to do much of uh, sightseeing and that kind of stuff. So seeing what you're talking about. And it's such an easy trip out of mm-hmm. Salina. Even yeah. driving, it's not yeah. a bad trip. Yeah, driving it? wasn't bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you can get on United and fly to Chicago out yeah. of Salina. So, yeah, it's and, an easy and then, trip. And then the L goes to O'Hare. Right, all the way so to you there. can go all the way yep. downtown or wherever you want on, on, the, on the L. So uh, food-wise, I would say... I was a little disappointed. I love Portillo's Italian beef sandwiches. Had one of those right out of the gate. It was great. Um, I was cleanliness food. Go with your food, but tell me about cleanliness of the L and that kind of stuff too. Oh, uh, I feel like the L was cleaner than the last few times I've been to Chicago. I don't know if that's because there's less people riding it. Um, walking around downtown was the same as normal. There's trash all over the place and. I mean, it, it didn't seem any different to me. I thought the L was cleaner this time than... Do they clean the homeless up more than they maybe do in New York City? New York's just got homeless on every block. That's... I, I didn't see a, a lot of what I would consider homeless. I mean, there was a lot of people with mental disabilities and things like yeah. that running around yelling, dancing. Which that's, what you know. I, that's what you see so, in the, sub, yeah. the train station. But uh, there was a couple areas where, where you could tell that there were some homeless people there but you know under some overpasses there's little sit tent cities set up but i didn't think it was too bad i didn't think it was as bad as i would have expected so well that was a nice little trip so st louis springfield chicago yep and then back home so so yeah one of the places i've always wanted to try in chicago is called gene and Giorgetti's. it's supposed to be the oldest steakhouse in chicago Finally got some reservations to go there. I was all excited about it. Very disappointed. <laughs> and I saw some reviews lately saying that the owners have basically quit giving a shit. Um, for what I paid and what I got, it was not good. We went to an Italian restaurant the night before. They can't find employees either. That's the Democratic yeah, They didn't have a problem either. with that. But, I mean, it was just you, when you spend $75 for a steak. Got it. And it comes out, and it's burnt crisp. Like it was cooked to the right temperature internally, but the outside was just a black crust. Guess like, what we paid for a pound so. and a half king crab 
Alaskan King mm. Crab. Guess what we paid? Pound and a half. A lot. Ninety dollars. Yeah, I was just guessing hundred. Now it said so. all three of us. Right. I mean, we all three shared it, and then I had my side plate and everything. But I said, well, if we're going to be here. Now, that doesn't make much sense, but it was fresh, and it was good. Well, I'll post a um, link to the Italian restaurant we ate at the second night. It was, I got, actually, is on K-State online on their rivals message board. I saw somebody posted that was their favorite Italian restaurant in Chicago, so we got reservations and tried it. Unbelievable. It was probably my second favorite Italian place I've ever been to, if not first. So I'll post a, a link to that, so if anybody's going to Chicago, they can see that. I got to eat in Aggieville on Sunday. So long, Saloon? Nope. Oh, where'd you go? Kites. Oh, oh my God. You're in Aggieville? That's where you eat? No, I don't know anything else about Aggieville. Oh, they did have some pretty good cowboy steak is what I ate, which was just three little pieces of steak. But, yeah, I went down there to see what the mood was like in uh, Aggieville. Well, Looks pretty good. Pretty, now, the kids, pretty kids are dead. just moving just in. Yeah, back, kids yeah. are just moving in. But I had to spend the day uh, – Last uh, uh, Sunday, yeah, Sunday, spent the day in uh, Aggieville because the kids went to Classy Cat Camp for I the day. I saw that. Yeah. So, so, and then when I was in Boston, guess where I went and ate? This place called Stillwater. Okay. Okay. It's comfort food. The lady won, uh, a, lady won a uh, contest on one of these television shows, you know, food cooking shows, yep. whatever. But anyway, she's traveled around the country. And opened up this comfort-type food place in Boston called Stillwater. So we get to go to read in her story. The reason that she calls it Stillwater is she's from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, the food that she cooked in there, which it was really good, but it was things like pulled pork, chicken fried steak, uh, gravy. This And she's winning all kinds of awards in Boston. Mm -hmm. And it's the same food that we used to eat whenever... Tom's apple tree was yep. open. I mean, yep. Tom's apple tree could take that his place, put a little foo foo on top of it, move it to Boston, and be a millionaire. No problem. Because they, they don't, they, yeah, they don't, don't eat like right, that. Right. It's and completely so different. Yeah. She, she's she makes. I'm I'm literally telling you, the menu looks like Tom's apple tree. Yep. <laughs> and it's and it's the trendiest place to go. Have to have reservations to go eat at lunch. Me and Lisa walked in not thinking you have to have reservations. You, uh, they they said you can sit in the bar and eat. So we set up right. the bar, and then when I looked at the menu, I go, "This looks like Heath's restaurant from 1987." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. We ran into in Chicago. I'm wondering if you saw this in Boston or not, because this is new to me. Maybe it's not new for the big cities. But it was new to me. There's time limits when you went to restaurants based on the size of your party. Huh. So when I made reservations on like open table for these restaurants, I mean it it told me right out of the gate. So I knew it going into it, but it said that for parties of four or more, that your time limit's an hour and 15 minutes. And for parties of six or more, it's an hour and a half. There was time specified. Now, we didn't ever like hey, get if to you're, that, you're, so I don't know if they were going to kick me out. But No, but I, I understand the thinking of it, though. Um, when we used to have all-you-can-eat mm -hmm. You know, Dad wants to get as many people in the doors right. you can get oh, yeah. in on all you can eat catfish night. Especially when you've got and limited staff and you got to get those tables turned. To get all right, and you'll there. you'll get one guy, one big group in with eight people, and you have people standing outside waiting to get in. Right, you don't want that group of eight to sit there for two hours. Yep, I just never ran into that before. It was specific. I, I, one other time I've seen that, and this was I've never seen fifteen it, but years. It's not ago a bad idea in Las Vegas at ESPN Zone mm. on a Saturday morning during college football season. 
you had to spend a certain amount of money an hour or they or were kicking you out. And they did kick us out. Yeah. So that was well, the only time I've seen anything It's similar like that. to what the guy's sign said in that in the harbor there in Boston. It said, you know, if you're wanting to sit here and drink, go somewhere else. They didn't exactly give you a time specific, but they're pretty well telling you, we're, right. we're rolling, you, rolling you through here. Right. Well, um, we're getting close to an hour, aren't we? Uh, Already, we're getting close. I got, I got two subjects to talk about. Well, I, w- I was going to tell you though, on the get, if we're getting close to the hour, there's a, uh, um, a little teaser that we're going to go with, and we'll even talk about it more in a minute. We're going to go doing a little bit of a preview, right, of Big Twelve football. Yep. Uh, a little bit of preview of all of college football. Yep. Of course, I know Alabama's number one. We already know that. Um, but um, that and where the future of the Big 12, the future of whatever we are going to be, we're going to talk about that in the next uh, next podcast coming yep. up. Um, and I told Kevin originally we could talk about that tonight. It's a discussion that we might go on three podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it might take a while, yeah. I mean, because, you know, as the season gets going, I truly believe that there could be some of the uglier instances at stadiums around the country, uh, around oh, yeah, around the yeah, around oh, the league. There'll be yep. oh, Bedlam is going to be awesome this year. Yeah, but yep. we'll get it. We'll get into that next. Yeah, week. you know what I'm talking it. about that now. I did learn something this week, though. Did you know that everybody in Salina is a tennis ex- expert now? I, you know what? I Have don't even know that? very much about tennis, <laughs> but I do know we're getting new courts. Well, and and. And tell them where the new courts my, are going to be. My opinion here is probably, from what I've seen, at least with my friends, is maybe not going to be the popular side of this argument. But for those of you that don't know, this was many months ago. The Saline, or the Salina City Commission approved a private-public partnership, so similar to what they did with the baseball and softball fields. But the baseball and softball fields, don't you feel like, was a lot more publicized and a lot more I, out there in the open I for think it was, but the reason I think it was was because of the amount of money. So and the they had of, to raise a crap ton more money right. to get that in. Well, in the amount of people, this. too. There's a lot more people interested in baseball there is, and softball. There is. There is. And um, I know people love tennis. But that's not on the same level as baseball and softball. I would agree. With, no. I would agree with that. But I think they had to raise like, I think the total project for the baseball and softball stuff was around eight million dollar price tag. Yeah. So the city was going to originally be on the hook for half of that, which is like four million. With this TIS complex, it's like a two million dollar deal, and the city's responsible for eight hundred thousand, eight hundred seventy five thousand. But I don't like know that, that the city's so. even chipped in their four million yet for the. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know that. that. We'd have we'll to, have to read in, into right, that. Talk to some other people on that. But, but for the amount of people playing tennis, a city seems I, like a significant amount. There, of money. There's more. I think there's more people inside of that place. So, so going back to where it is. So yep. they approved it. Yep. And. It, they're going to put it next to the uh, Tony Tony's Pizza Event Center uh, or the Bicentennial Center, as people in, that maybe don't live here now of, know of, where the pool used to be and where the rodeo arena is. The is the pool now. still there? It's there. They don't use it. I mean, it's, it's just it's setting there. an empty Correct. hole over there. Well, that Correct. needs to be got rid of to Correct. begin with. Correct. So that's where it's going. I would tell you that I have seen multiple presentations on this. Yeah. I have seen articles on KSAL Link, on Salina Post, yep. 
Salina Journal. Have you I've signed the petition? The no, I'm not going to sign the <laughs> petition because I'm for it. So he, here's my thing. It's not my responsibility. So let me back up. So this week, some people found out for the first time, apparently, this was happening. They haven't been paying very good attention because so, this has been going on a it long has, time. It has for at least a year yeah. and a half. Yeah. And so now there's a petition circling to not, not tear, tear down, down the Tri-River Stadium yeah. and, and not do this. Should have been petitioned 18 months it's ago. It's not my responsibility, folks, for you guys to keep up on your current events in your city. I'm telling you, there has been Salina posts. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen people on Facebook. I've seen the fundraising for it. I've seen right. multiple presentations about it. They've had question and answer sessions. I know that everyone acted like Commission they were meetings. shocked. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand I I how they didn't know this was happening. So, Have you read the Facebook posts that people have written? I've read some of them, and the, some of them are pretty hilarious, to be honest with well, you. Well, the, the thing that the, strikes me the most, and you know what? I am all for rodeos. Great. Yep. great I am, too. Uh, I got no problem with that. No. Um, but honestly, like you're saying, they should have been starting this petition two years ago because this, this thing is a very old, yeah. very old deal that's going on. And uh, I I don't think anything was hidden. There no, was no not at all. Because I'm not, not a ten, I'm not a tennis guy at all, and I knew all about it a long time ago. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean it's it's not an excuse for for you to do it now because you didn't pay attention to what was going on. So and what's funny is a lot of people, and I'm just generalizing some things here. So yeah. I'm I'm going to do what I'm criticizing other people for doing. Yeah. But <laughs> a lot of the people that were for the baseball and softball stuff aren't for the tennis. Right. Now, just because your kid or you aren't interested in it doesn't mean it's not a good thing for the city of Salina. You want to be pro Salina. We got to get people to come in. I, I just the rodeo arena is not bringing people in. So oh, one, Only one. Two two days out of the year. Two or three days. Out. Yeah. But you know what? You could build such a better rodeo arena. Oh, absolutely. I, I've, I've told you that, I've told you about this uh, in, in Shawnee, and now this is 40 years in the making. It happened many years ago, and Salina should have done this many years ago. The city and the county should have got together and, in my mind, did what they did in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Right. Went right out south of town. Great exits off the interstate. They built a great complex, a great rodeo. We get the National Youth Final Rodeo there every year. We have horse equestrian events weekly almost. Right. I mean, it is just a money-making dude. Right. You're, it's not going to be in the situation and the, uh, the facilities, facilities the way they are. that we yep, have now. I agree. That no one's going to come to the Tri River Stadium. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 not good. Um, and I promise you that if there was a way that the city could use the existing facilities and make money off of it, they'd be doing it. Like mm -hmm. they're they're tearing it down because, in their opinion, that this is going to have a potential to make more money. I will tell you this. I am not an avid tennis player. I do play tennis. I know how to play tennis. I enjoy playing tennis. I don't play tennis a lot. The reason I haven't played, one of the reasons I haven't played tennis a lot in the last five years is the courts that are in this town are in absolutely horrible condition. <laughs> you got a broken ankle. You have, place you, to it go. is absolutely a dangerous situation. I'm telling you, <laughs> Philip, there are cracks that are four and five inches wide on yep. some of these tennis What courts. do you do with those old courts, though? I mean, do you... I don't. I don't know the end. I mean, they're not gonna. They're not gonna stay. So they're gonna pull. Well, all that's the what I say. They're gonna have so to bulldoze them and right, just turn it back into a part of the yeah. park. So, some of the reasons I heard on this were pretty hilarious. I saw one person say tennis costs too much. Boy, 
literally all you need is a $20 tennis racket and a $10 sleeve of balls, and you can go play tennis. Yep. So It's a free game. Yep. And it's then, not like golf. And Golf's, they're like, oh, it's all country club people playing yeah, tennis. I read a lot of blah, that. Blah, blah, blah. I read a lot of I'm that. I'm not a country club person, but I play tennis. So I, I it's it's – Interesting. There's all these a people nice, that didn't know about the tennis courts, but are all of a sudden are tennis experts on the city of Salina and how many people play tennis. Well, I'm here. surprised how many of Lisa's friends, and I don't know if Kelly does it or not, but Lisa's got a lot of girlfriends who play tennis all the time. Yeah. No, I, I, it's more popular than people think. Yeah. You just don't see them because the facilities here in Salina are so bad. Well, I think they go out by the Bell Tree Correct. Farm and there's, play a, there's quite that a indoor, bit. You which pay that's a, a privately owned fee. thing out there, yeah. The Country Club does have a lot of yep. tennis there, but that's because the courts are in good condition. Right. Like I am not kidding you when I tell you go look at Jerry Ivy and Sunset Tennis Courts and tell me that you would not be concerned playing on those courts. You can't do it because it is ridiculous. So Anybody that really listens to us and wants to see what the potential that and how great things could have been, Google or go look at the heart of Oklahoma Expo Center. That Shawnee, Shawnee, Oklahoma is where I came from, and it's a similar size town as Salina, similar beliefs, similar everything. But they thought ahead a long time right. ago, and uh, and the things they have now are unbelievable. It's the heart of Oklahoma Exposition Center. And if you go look at that and you'll go, Salinas should have done this before I lived here, 25 right. years ago. Instead of letting Tri-River Stadium, I read somebody somewhere to, this week on Facebook that somebody said, uh, did you know that Satchel Page once pitched out at the Tri-River yep. Stadium back when yep. it, it used to be a, a, baseball, a baseball stadium? Right. Yep. Uh, Mickey Mantle played here when yep. he was a little kid, yep. but that kind of stuff. That tells you right alone the age of the stadium right. and that it is way past its useful years. And they haven't years. done anything to it yeah, in decades. No. So. And I'm not knocking them. I mean, I'm, I want the rodeo people. I love right. rodeo. I, yeah. didn't, I have no problem with it. But something different's got to be done. Well, well let's I mean, talk about rodeo for a second because all the, that's who's being very vocal. The, you've got the rodeo camp. Only because the rodeo was just here last right. week. You've got the rodeo camp, and you've got the people who don't like anything that the city commission does. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that are, be, in my opinion, that are being vocal. So we just had a rodeo here this weekend. What did you see in the paper about it? Not a thing. Any local media covering anything about the rodeo. Now, the Salina Journal actually had the results of the Wild Bill Hickok rodeo in Abilene in the paper. But, but nothing about Salina. It's a different level rodeo too. Oh, it they actually is. they actually bring in some some uh, IFR guys and stuff like that in Abilene, which draws people. We've always had to go head and head against the Abilene yep. rodeo. It's not in day different. It rodeo. is absolutely as far as competition wise goes. Well, facilities, facilities are probably are, part of that, right? Yeah. yeah. So just so, have the rodeos in Abilene, and let's just do something different with the with the facility in Salina because you can always working. host a rodeo inside the Tony's Event Center. Yep. Now I don't think anybody wants to get. I don't know, bucked off inside of a concrete. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they'd put some dirt down. So. I know, but it's still not the same as the outdoor dirt. And I heard the dirt was good. The dirt, you know, that's no complaints there. It's just the age of it. And the yeah. I, now, here's one of the things I read about the tennis facility. They, they claim that you build a good one. There's not a good center between Denver and Kansas City. It, you could become the center thing, you and you could host some wonderful tournaments. And you can't tell me that – I mean, you know, 
uh, Joel Phelps's boys go to Tulsa and go around and, and have you know play in these tournaments. So yep. you know families are coming. Yes. It's 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 not as big as a whole team, but there still is money being spent in these towns. I would, I would I mean, also tell you in Salina, I don't know this for a fact, but I would guess that from a high school team sport that tennis probably has the most state championships in Salina in high school. For both South and For Central? Both. I know Central well, Central's just kind of well just if you looked at If you looked years. at all the Salina high schools and said, yeah. what sport has created the most state champion teams? Uh, Asher baseball. In Kansas. Oh, in, in Kansas. Salina, all, right. all right. In Kansas. <laughs> that I, I would be willing to bet you that's tennis. I don't know that for I, a fact. But I, I wouldn't would be, be surprised either if you go down there and read the boards. Um you know what we're going to do? I was been. I've talked to Coach Fear a couple times, and I, I, me and Kevin have talked about this. We might like to try to get on some of these coaches this year and things like that. So that's something to look forward to listening to. We hope we do it. We've talked to them. They said they're willing to do it, and we'll follow some of these high school sports yep. this year. Hopefully, yeah. Well, and and I know that you know a lot of the people are arguing, saying, "Well, why don't we just fix what we have?" And I don't disagree with that. It, it's going to be hard. We won't have a tournament and bring those kind of people in like we talk about with softball and stuff. If you if you got to move all around, I don't think you can so fix it four inch you cracks. So on that's the problem. Court. And and you're starting and all over. The group scratch. that's behind this that raised the money for it is saying that it would cost more money mm-hmm. to fix all of the tennis courts and to build this. I don't know that that's the truth. Obviously, they want it to be that way. I would hope that the city, with the proposal in their hand for a long time before they approved it did some digging into that to verify those numbers. And my guess is that that's accurate is that because I'm telling you those, the, it's not a situation you where you can just those recover and them. start all over. Yeah. It's not, you can't just cover them. Yeah. You're going to have to dig underneath, redo the foundation. You and know, that's going to be expensive. Might as well just build a facility and try to get people to come here. I'm not a, we talk about with the city, little things that go on that. And, uh, and you know what they do? They do such a great job in so many things, but I have a few things that I do laugh about. Have you been up on Markley and seen the walking path that they've mm-hmm. built? Yep. And uh, it's a it's an ongoing project. Yes. It, have you noticed that they've brought it further south now, all the way down past the houses and down to the, almost to the corner of Markley and Magnolia, uh, Magnolia. Yep. almost all the way down right. there. And it's been going on for a week or two now of doing that. I cannot imagine where it's going. Well, there's, yeah, and there's a whole big master plan with that on all these trails and stuff connecting all of Salina together. But I don't. But know they're what's getting going across where. the stinking bridge is the problem. That is a narrow Magnolia. bridge I mean, down there. You know what, Magnolia? I've always told Lisa this, and we talk about it. The walking bridge that they have across the old bridge that goes into the park. That'd be wonderful if they had that on Magnolia, because yep. they have the soccer camps there. Right. And then if they had, I mean, if they're going to connect it, but you you'll have to come out and look. There, yeah, yeah it's connect up to the dock where you can come back across and get up to the yep. baseball fields. Yep. Because the bridge, oh, I would not want to walk across. Oh, no, it's Morgan, too narrow. That's the one spot Morgan's, you know, learning how to drive. She hates that bridge because yeah. it's so yeah, it's narrow. spooky. Yeah. Yeah. So. The last thing I would say is this, on the, and we'll move on from the tennis courts. Obviously, you know our opinion, or you know my opinion. We were talking about how often that arena is used, and it's yeah. literally two or three days a year during that. Maybe they four. do the, the rodeo. I think the equestrian people do go over there and probably practice and get their horses loose or something, yeah. but not really anything that brings correct. people into the That's stands. Correct. So just this morning, we had the Saline County Commission meeting, and – 
I check. I skipped through. There's a couple things I was interested in, so I was kind of skipping through after they had recorded it. And Roger Sparks, one of the county commissioners, had made a comment that he went out to the rodeo this weekend after all this shit went down. And it actually did draw more people out for the did. rodeo. So <laughs> he said he talked to quite a few people that told him that this was the first time they had ever been there. And the reason they went there was because they heard that it, the stadium was getting torn down. So they wanted to go out there before one it got last torn down. time. We haven't been I'm here like, in 20 years. You've lived this line of your whole life. You've <laughs> never been there. This is exactly what we're talking about. So anyway, oh, it is. Well, I'll get humorous. off. I'll get off my soapbox. I, it's not really a soapbox. It is that, um, you know, I, in my mind, truthfully, the rodeo people and. Because look at how all the look at all the baseball people come together. Look at how these tennis people come. Years ago, the rodeo people and the cowboy or what you know, whoever that group is, should have came together and done something yep. themselves long time ago. Because they've missed out on a great opportunity, and now it's there's no place to even put another rodeo arena right. unless you go indoors or whatever. Well, that's what people are like. Well, we, they could find some other place not to put it on the stage. We don't have unlimited land. Where would no, you like? No, I don't them know to where else it? you would put it. Right. So they own the land. It's not being used. Many years ago, whenever I first moved up here, everybody was talking about South down where they've built South right. of uh, yep. Phillips Lighting, yep. which literally is exactly what Shawnee did. They found a place just to the outskirts of town, mm -hmm. perfect interstate access to it. That is great for everybody that's pulling trailers, all that kind of stuff. Because it is a yep. nightmare when you try to get tons of horse trailers and everything into that area out there. Uh, but, hey, that it's just something. I, I hate to even say this because I'm a supporter of the rodeo. No problem yep. with it. All that kind of stuff. But you lost there. <laughs> I mean, that's just something yeah. that you just – it's not coming back. Right. And it's – I mean, you cannot say that this hasn't been public because, like I said – I'm not a tennis player. Nobody's approached me to ask me for money or anything like that. Nope. But I've been to multiple presentations. I've seen it all over. Slime and I Post, have too. And I'm uh, not KSAL, a tennis follower either. The city commission meetings. I mean, they post their agenda for the city commission meetings. There's always an open time where you can come in and, and make comments and whatever. And nobody did. So, approve. Move on. All right. Another subject. All right. Morgan's well, going to be a freshman, right? Oh, great. Yep. Freshman? Yep. My son's going to be a freshman in college. Just a few weeks ago, I thought he was a freshman in high school. That's how fast things roll. And everybody knows that's listening to us. Things just happen so fast. Well, Hal goes to college Saturday. Yep. Saturday. Be one less mouth to feed in the house, at least at home. Oh, you're still feeding him. You're just yeah, at least him at the home. money. To so, I'll tell you something. All these parents that send off their first kid to college – I don't know if they have the same feeling as me, but um, I'm already uh, dreading it a little bit. Goodness, oh, I've told gonna, Morgan that. How am I going to wake up tomorrow morning and my big boy's not going to be over yeah. there? Yeah, it's terrible. Thankfully, I've got three more kids at home that uh, can take up some slack. But I'll tell you, any of you parents that have sent your kids off for the first time ever, we, we always tease about this. Paul, his grandpa, as his, for his 18th birthday, he got to go to Vietnam with no guarantee to come home. Yep. So it's a whole different animal. That's At least we aren't living through that. Hal's going to live an hour and 15 minutes from us. So at least he's not going to be around the world shooting machine guns at each other. So it's, you know, but but I know how people feel. And um, it's uh, it's tough. 
guarantee it's pretty tough. Yep, I'm not looking forward to that day no, for sure. No, it'll be no so. fun. Well, we are at an hour, a little over actually, so I've got one more thing. So it was actually at Hal's graduation party at the end of May yeah. that I got a chance to meet Philip's mother. Ooh, um, boy, Miss nice Oklahoma, lady. Miss nice Oklahoma. <laughs> so we sat down, and her and I talked for probably 45 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, and we, she don't even drink. We had a good old discussion. Well, she <laughs> wanted to meet who this Kevin guy is that does this podcast with her son. So we sat down and had a good old conversation. She's telling me some stories, some I could, some I couldn't share on here. But there was one story she asked me specifically to ask you about the next time we did a podcast, and I told oh. her I would do it. So there sounds like there must be some sort of a story behind this. So I'm just going to say a sentence, and I'm going to let you go with it. She told me to ask you about the time that you were pitching against Tecumseh and were acting like goose gossage. <laughs> That's all she said. Oh, good Lord. You got to tell I'll tell you what we that. were doing. We were actually in the county tournament, and, um, and I was pitching in the county tournament. And uh, I called my first baseman over, David Holland is his name, called David over, and I said, told him, I said, I am going to uh, throw the well, – I, I was teasing, like, watch, I'm fixing the – and we knew the Tecumseh guys. They were the guys we, – who we were playing, we knew the guys because it's a small county, you know. And I said, I'm going to buckle his knees with this next curveball. Just going to drop one on him. And so – I come down with a big, trying to throw one of those big overhanging curveballs that breaks down, you know, and when I throw it, it goes off the top of my hand and flew over towards our dugout. <laughs> and so the ball rolled, and it literally rolled right up to my mom's uh, chair where she was sitting in front of it. And so whenever they, the catcher, the catcher's name was Jerry Dean. He's passed away. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Jerry. He, uh, Jerry, it's videoed. It literally, it's video. They they took from me and went to Jerry, and Jerry fell over laughing. <laughs> and uh, and and then they go over to my mom. Well, evidently they said, "Oh, she says, oh look, baby's throwing a pitch over to me." You know, <laughs> from first base. But anyway, I've told you stories about Coach Bowen, how mean he was. We all got to laughing because I I laughed and the catcher laughed. First baseman come in laughing. And Coach Bowen came out and chewed all of our asses out. Yeah. This ain't a damn comedy show, you goofy son of a bitch. What in the hell are you trying to throw? And I said, I'm trying to throw a curveball to scare that guy. Throw fastballs and get the son of a bitch out. Get that out or whatever. But Mom always loved it because the ball rolled right to her feet. Oh, baby throwing her a pitch. Baby threw me a pitch. No, no, she uh, she was laughing at that. She's like, "Yeah, you gotta you gotta um, ask him about that one yeah. next time." So. Oh, it's it's I'm real proud of it because we. In the county tournament, we're trying to impress every girl in the county. They were all real impressed with me. That yeah, night. <laughs> going home alone that <laughs> night. So, well, hey, appreciate everybody listening to our first uh, first episode of the third season. Um, like Phil said, we uh, we're going to get into some college football and realignment stuff here next week. If you got any questions you want to ask us or anything you want us to talk about, there, be happy to do that. Obviously, we're probably going to focus a lot on the K State and OU side of things, but. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you, you want know to what anything. I want to get a little bit into what's going to happen with KU as well. I mean, you read, oh, yeah. you read yeah. things that's happening to K and Oklahoma State. I truly think it's a great thing for Oklahoma State. It could be. I, I think I it just could don't be for say, a lot of these I, teams, I, I so. know a lot of people are mad, see the neg see the negative, and pissed off at OU in Texas. Blah blah blah. 
there's a lot of positives in this thing for a lot of these people. Yeah, now, their be. budget cuts right now, which we'll get into later. I mean, yep. some of them are scared about budgets, yep. but. Now, it could be. So, so we're going to talk about that next time. I think we've got a couple yep. of guests uh, that want to come on that we've talked to that we're, we're going to get lined up. So, uh, good we'll to be some, back. Some good ones. But, yeah, it's. Uh, Feels good to be behind the mic again. And, now we're going to uh, go out and see Jimmy, right? So we'll, we'll well, I've got to go to a high school right. sports meeting, and then I'll see Jimmy. So happy birthday, yeah, Jimmy! We'll we'll, uh, we'll see you guys here in a couple weeks with the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page: www.facebook.com/slash Kevin Philip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.